All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Broadcast. Episode 98, people. Where is 97? You're going to have to listen to the show and find out. And the NBA is back, people. Opening night in Los Angeles. Kawhi, me, a river, Drew. The Clippers came out hot. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple, Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Mm-hmm. Episode episode 98? It is 98, people. People might be wondering why we're missing 97, though. You might be wondering that. You might be wondering, like, yo, you went from 96 to, to 98. We jumped one. Clips and Drew, what, what what's going on? Yeah. We're going to explain that at the end of the pod. And we'll let you know exactly why 97 is not available right now. Mysterious. <laughs> the ghost episode. It lives. 97 lives. It does live. It's just right now it lives in the dark. <laughs> Nobody knows where it is. The NBA is back. Opening night was last night. The Battle of L.A. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you know the rules. We got to get into whose episode this is going to be as we're approaching episode 100. This is going to be 98. Drew, give me somebody hot. All right, so we're going with the year of 1998 just to keep it moving. Great year. I'm I'm very excited for when we reach episode 101. So episode I, or episode? Episode mm-hmm. 101 so that I can figure out what else I'm going to do because this is getting... I have an idea. It's getting tiresome for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but however... <laughs> 1998 is the year, nevertheless, number one overall draft pick. You know him. I know him. The Candyman. Everybody knows him. Willy Wonka himself. Michael Olawakandy. Ah! Out of the University of the the Pacific. Pacific. It's the University of the The Pacific, Pacific, which there's not too many NBA players that have ever ever come out Adam Jacobson, my guy. Adam Jacobson, your guy. Casey Jacobson's older brother, high school All-American for Crescenta Valley High School, was Olawakandy's point guard, Mm. made him who he was. Well, you should you should not like him. No, I because, just because he made him look better than he actually Olawa was. Oluwa Candy was so big, though, Drew, and talented. He had that footwork, like on the last uh, episode we talked about. He was a soccer player. Yep, you know what I mean. He had true. really great footwork. 
again, like GMs were kind of salivating over him a little bit. His inside moves were really nice. Again, seven feet seven, tall. The yeah. 1998 is in the prime of, of not the prime of Shaq, but yeah, yeah. actually Shaq's prime. Shaq right in and, his prime. You know, we were looking for a big man. Totally. Um, and so, like most NBA franchises do, a la the Portland Trailblazers, you go big. Yeah, you 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 draft big. So, anyways, it's not going to be his episode. No, but God, he was no. the number one overall draft pick. Yeah, uh, who did who went? Do you know what number two was? Uh, I know Vince Carter's in this draft. Vince Carter is in this draft. He who is. Was, who, he was not number two. Number two, Mike Bibby. Yeah, Mike Bibby was number Vancouver, two. Vancouver, out of my Arizona, AZ University of Arizona Wildcats. Do you know who number three was? Uh, okay, this so Bibby went to known. Vancouver. Uh, lesser three. known. Okay, give me a hint. He went to Denver. He went to Denver, the third pick for Denver, Rafe LaFrance. There you go. Got it. Four, Antoine Jameson, and then five. Was that Vince? Vince Carter. I can't believe we could have had Vince. So check this out. What? Toronto actually drafted Antoine Jameson, and Golden State could have had Vince Carter. Ooh. But there was that trade that they made there, both on the same team, obviously, out of North Carolina. They came out Carolina that same year. It was one of those C-Web. That's like C-Web penny draft, right? Mm -hmm. Just like that. And then six, Robert Tractor Trailer. Our boy. He had an episode. And then. R.I.P. Tractor. Seven, Jason Williams, White Chocolate. Mm. Eight, Larry Hughes. St. Louis. Nine, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk went ninth. Clippers, Elgin Baylor, what the fuck? And then 10 was Paul Pierce. Ah, the truth. And we, he could have been a Clipper coming out. Bro. Of Kansas. And then, dude, 11, Bonzi Wells. Like this, the, Bonzi. This, this is a really solid one through 10. I mean, Rafe is questionable, and Robert didn't necessarily, Tractor Trailer didn't have the career we were all hoping for. Obviously, Oliver Candy's a big miss there. But, like, if you look, like, 2 through 11, that's pretty, that is pretty stacked. Uh, and then you Any also. sleepers? Yeah, Ricky Davis went 21st. <laughs> Tricky Ricky. Tyrone Lou. T. Lou. 23rd. Al Harrington, 25th. Al Scarrington. Uh, Nazi Muhammad, 29th. Nazir played 63 years in the NBA. And then we got our, our boys, Richard Lewis and Jelani McCoy. Wow. Oh, that's right. That yeah. was Jelani's draft. Yeah, back-to-back, 32-33 just to uh, Seattle. Richard straight from high school. Rafer Alston. Skip, oh, skip to my Lou. Skip to my Lou. Wow. Uh, 39th in that draft. Mm -hmm. Catino Mobley, 41. Cat, Cat daddy. This is a deep draft. Mm, seriously. Um, and then you're, and then I think we're ending with, no, that's it. That's all I got. That, so, I mean. Wow. Oh, no, Miles Simon. That's the one I wanted to look at. Miles Simon AZ. out of Arizona. Same team as Mike Bibby. Uh, drafted 42nd overall. Miles didn't get Orlando. any burn in the, in the, in the league. Though. He was just a little too small. Yeah. I think that was unfortunate for him. He was a hell of a player. Uh, but that dude, Arizona squad though, Oh, we were that squad. That was Gilbert, right? We had won it in 97. Arizona won the national That's championship right. in 97. Right. And Simon was huge in that tournament. Mm -hmm. He was huge in that one. Gilbert was not on this team. He wasn't on that no, one. No, Gilbert was later. Next he played with Jason Gardner and those guys. No, I think he was on the same team. Miles Fry. Simon though. No, 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 he was not. He didn't. No, because Luke, it was it, Luke came after that and then gilbert gilbert was is, is much closer to my age than, than gilbert never played with miles simon i'm positive they did not play together okay gilbert gilbert went to high school with my one of my friends grant high school he went to he played aau with one of my buddy's brothers who was a seven footer um he he wasn't very talented but he was seven feet tall and so he played with all like the best aau teams around um but i know that gilbert was later okay uh, than than the 90s 97 98 team for sure I'm with you. Okay, I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. All right. So then, what is that? Is that all we have? No, that's not all we have. 
<laughs> we just named pre. We we named that's a lot a huge, of. That's a, a lot. It's a big list. Right. But I just I, I wanted to like ninety eight draft is an underrated draft. We mm-hmm. just listed a lot of players that have a significant career, significant impact in the league. Uh, but then it does go to players. There are players that were born in nineteen ninety eight that are in the league. We're gonna run out of these, but I think we're actually gonna get to you know two thousand or the year one hundred, uh, if as it goes for us chronologically, years, yeah. Right? Uh, because you know all these kids that were born in two thousand are now nineteen and twenty years Jesus. old, which is terrifying. Uh, but players born in nineteen ninety eight: mm-hmm. DeAndre Aiden, mm-hmm. Trey Young, cool, Mo Bamba, <laughs> my rookie of the year pick, Jason Tatum, okay, Shea Gilgis Alexander, say hey Shay, Jared Allen, Miles mm-hmm. Bridges. Mm. That's my list. I'd I'd rather go back to the ninety eight draft. F- we're absolutely going back to the ninety eight draft, but I have to. They, all those guys deserve to be mentioned. Yeah, they do, but they're not. They've they haven't done anything yet, though. They're I would say of, of that list, Trey. You're, you're, this is all like the hopeful list, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're hopeful. The the most promising out of this whole list is Tatum and, and Trey Young, uh, and then you the the second tier is DeAndre Ayton and say Jared, hey Shea. Jared Allen and say hey Shay. Don't put Jared Allen in front of say hey Shay. No, but Jared- they're, they're they're on the promising level. Okay, and Jared Allen is is very good. Yeah, for he is. How like new he is to the game and all that stuff. Uh, and then the third tier is like Mo Bamba, Miles Bridges, Markel Fultz, all impressive, but need to like put that shit together before they become anything special in the league. I don't think, I mean, Vince Carter has not gotten an episode with us. It, this should absolutely be his episode. 100%. Is it not between anybody else? Like no. It, was just, it should be Vince Carter. I think this should be the, he's still, in he's the still NBA. playing. He's the only one from that draft. That's, that's still in the league. I think I'm pretty sure. Dude, this is what's crazy. If he's the only one left from the 98 draft, LeBron's the only, only one, one left from the 03 draft. Yeah. That just goes to show you. I think, I, I mean, Tyrone Lue's been a coach for like ten years. Yeah, and he was drafted. <laughs> That's true. He was drafted in this draft. I think. I think. Well, first of all, Vince Carter changed the game. Vince Carter's athleticism and just the way he'll always be known for dunking. Okay. Yep. Always, he's the greatest dunker of all time. I don't care what you got. You can argue Dominique Wilkins. You can argue like Sean Kemp if you want. You can argue Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. In-game dunkers yeah. like like banging on people. Nobody is a better dunker than Vince Carter. Can we agree on this? Yeah, I I can agree with that. I mean, there's there's I I hope Zion is the guy uh, that that can eclipse uh, you know what? What Vince Carter has laid before him? I don't think so, bro. The shit this guy did in traffic. I think Sean just, Kemp. I I no, still I can't get no. over. I cannot get over the way that. The way that Sean Kemp no. would dunk on people. If you watch a highlight tape of people dunking on people, Vince Carter has about a nine-minute reel. Well, he jumped over a seven-footer, right? Like, in the so Olympics. That's something – I had that poster on my wall. I, th- I think I still have it somewhere in, in my house. I don't think Sean Kemp should even be in the discussion with Vince in-game Carter. In-game dunkers? No, dude. No. There's no. The shit Vince Carter <laughs> was doing, bro, in games, reverse 360s. There's stuff that Sean Kemp has done that I have not seen replicated. Bullshit. And then I would say Gerald Green probably needs to be considered. Gerald Green caught, caught Gerald, a lot of bodies. But Gerald dude, Green. The resume. The resume. The <laughs> resume. Like, uh, Gerald Green's highlight tape is probably 45 seconds. Vince Carter's is probably nine minutes of just catching bodies. He made basketball cool in Toronto. We are seeing now, finally, look at all these kids coming from R.J. Barrett, fucking Wiggins, a lot of these people oh, from, yeah. coming from Canada good now. who They're idolized good, yeah. Vince Carter. And that whole dynamic of him and T-Mac, T-Mac coming out of high school Their cousins. with cousins and like they them being cousins, they made fucking basketball really cool. Like, 
They both were in the dunk contest right. and all that stuff. That was cool for sure. I'm I'm with it. I love Vince Carter. And I I wasn't trying to like bring Vince <laughs> Carter down. I was just I mean like when you when I think of the of the you, stuff in game like amongst people against defenses. I have seen Sean Kemp do some shit that I've never seen anybody he else do. He hasn't done better. And I've seen Vince Carter also do a lot of shit that I've never seen anybody else Sean do. Sean Kemp did not do better shit than Dominique Wilkins, though. Dominique was... I w- that's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll put... But Sean Kemp should definitely be included Sean, in that conversation. I think Blake Griffin has done better shit than, than Sean Kemp in game. Yes, Sean... Th- again, we, we're talking about time frames here. I think here. Blake's up there. That's fair. We didn't see... Like, Sean Kemp was doing this at a time where a lot of the, these big men, these six, these 6'10 six, guys, weren't doing shit like that. And Absolutely. Sean, Sean was a freak of nature, too. He, w- he was like Blake, like a Zion. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just like, a crazy athlete. And he had GP, too, dude. Yeah. He had a great totally. point guard to help him better. I think Blake can be involved in that conversation. Of course, he, as yeah. he should be. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so uh, Vince Carter, I'm cool with that. And, and the cool thing about this is what I was trying to get into is being most dunkers. Are we sure that fifth, the episode episode 15 was not Vince Carter's episode? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Derek Martin from the Los Angeles Clippers. No, we One laughed at that. Star point I'm, Did I'm, I say that? I'm pretty sure. I remember you saying Maybe that. Maybe it Derek was. Martin. I feel like 15 might have been the Vince Carter episode because we did. We started with 13 with Mark Jackson, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure 15 was Vince. Damn. But we can run it back. He's had that long of a career. Yeah, he's still going. So it's it's only it's only right that he's the 15th and the 98th. <laughs> I'm with that because he's bookending a lot of people's careers. I'm with that, and just the simple fact that he's 42, he's the oldest player in the NBA, and he he realized most dunkers, Drew, like uh, Blake, like Sean, like Shaq, like all these guys that played above the rim and dunked. Uh, most of these guys fade out, you know what I mean, because they they can't do it anymore like they used to. Right, they lose they lose the bounce. I think uh, Vince realized later in his career when the when the knees weren't feeling the right way, I got to get a jumper. You know, and now he's turned into a pretty damn good three-point shooter. He was—he's been a great player for a long yeah. time, and now he's—I mean, he's forty-two, so he's not a great player anymore. But he's still—he can contribute. He's still out there doing whatever he wants. I mean, he scored what did he score like twenty-five points in a preseason game. He, I mean, he can still get buckets. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. V- VC, this is your episode, bro. There you go, Vince. Uh, I would normally say that you're famous now, but you're very famous you're as are, it is. You're, you're definitely famous. All right, so it's the NBA tip-off weekend, right? Yep. Uh. And we have been talking about this for a long time. We had our first live podcast. We uh, it was it was in association with the B Ball Junkies, close friends of ours, and Antidote Fresh. Uh, we've been working for months on this. Yeah. It turned out to be a pretty sick event. It was awesome. It was so great, right? A lot of our, fun. A lot of fun. Our boy Nightwing came out and and was there, and, and Jelani McCoy showed up. Ray Young. Ray Young. And if you don't, I want Ray Young to get actually. We should get Ray on the show. No, I think we talked about this. Like, Ray Young was high school player of the year in 1998. That's exactly right. Damn it, he was. He was on that. Shit, we even discussed this at our live broadcast because I thought it was 97, and we thought it was really cool. Dude, Drew, the coolest thing was I hadn't seen Ray in a long time. I've never met Ray personally. That was the first time I met him. Okay? I I knew about him. When I was a sophomore, he was a, a senior. When I was a freshman, he was a senior, and he was the best player in California. And... Ray Young was there taking pictures of us and like recording us, dude. And, and he looks twenty five. We—that's the first thing I said. I said, "Bro, what the fuck do you eat? What are you drinking? What are you like, drinking? And what, what do you say? What's your lifestyle? Hot yoga. It's the Bikram. He said, he said the, the Bikram. The Bikram, yoga. Bikram yoga. Apparently, that's that's what it is. It's what he almost died like like two years ago. 
from like a heart attack. He has a, a defibrillator in his in his yeah, we heart talked now. About that too. Yeah. Yeah, we did. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And literally a, a minute and a half into our conversation, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, you look fucking 22 years old. It's unbelievable. What do you do, bro? He's very fit still. He's yeah. For those that don't that may not remember Ray Young, he was one of those Corey Maggette kind of a mm -hmm. guys that just was naturally built. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he worked hard at it and all that stuff, but he just just had really defined muscles, like just right. big shoulders and big arms. At 17, and though, and he was just yeah, it was just one of those guys. Who was like, damn, that's a that's a fucking athlete right there. You just you can just see it, and you knew it. Uh, and he was a hell of an athlete, hell of a player. Uh, UCLA after after he was named, uh, you know, player male, of the year, male high school player of the year, and, and, and then he went to UCLA, and then and he was. The female high school player of the year was my girl Michelle Greco, right. who went to my high school, and that was kind of like the icebreaker when I went up to talk to Ray, yeah. uh, who is literally the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Him and Jelani both. If you ever run into these guys in yeah, the street, say what like, up. Say what up. Well, don't, the don't run up on them. Don't run up don't on Jelani. He's six eleven, bro. You're don't not run up on him in the street. Just say hello. You don't just you know, <laughs> be like I heard about you. On shake the your hand. Show. Yeah. Hey, Ray Young. <laughs> pleasure to meet you, Jelani. Anyways, uh, the fellas at B Ball Junkies and Antidote Fresh uh, like li literally curated one of the best events I've been at. It was to uh, launch their newest collab. Uh, what what Antidote Fresh does? They make sneaker deodorizer. If you haven't had, if you haven't been listening to our show, we have our own fragrance called Vesuvius with them. It's a really great idea and a really great brand, and they make a really great product. And so does B Ball Junkies, uh, the clothes, the lifestyle brand that they have. Anyways, they got a storefront in Anaheim. I was nervous. You know, I was nervous for the whole week, yep, Drew. Yeah. Um, I was nervous that nobody, I just always get nervous at these things. And I didn't know how many people were going to show. Um, and it turned out that we got food for 100 people and that shit was sold out really quick. I think we had over 100. We people. had over 100 people there. Yeah. Uh, we did our first live show, which I think we did really well. Yeah. Especially right? for it being the first one. I, I feel. They said our intro line. Like we got them to say the intro line yeah. together. Yeah. So are you going to tell them about 97? About what? Do you want me to tell him now? You might as well tell him now. About why? Okay, so 97 was a live broadcast. We did it. Okay, we, we that's did what it. We did. We recorded it. We recorded the it. that we're talking about right now. That This is what we're talking about. We had uh, fan engagement. We had a Q&A. People were asking questions. We had the live DJ. Like, we did it all. And we're only going to put that on our Patreon page. We just launched our Patreon page tonight, Okay. And this is something that we've spent a lot of time on and uh, spent a lot of dialogue talking about this on whether we wanted to do it or not. And Drew and I both came to the conclusion that this is what we want to do with our lives. We've, we've spent three years. This is our third season uh, creating content, creating entertainment for, for everybody that listens to our show. And we want to create more. Yep. And with the Patreon page, it's going to give us that flexibility to do so, and it's going to bring value to the people that actually like listen to our show and fuck with us as people and as um, podcasters and broadcasters. More fan, we're we're going to be releasing and we're going to be doing two podcasts a week, people. That's Finally. basically what we're doing. Yep. The Clips and Drew show is going to be dropping a quote load management show. That's right. That, that's the name of the show. That's our second exclusive. Exclusive. Every Saturday, this is the biggest NBA season of the, you know, of in history. The last 25 years at least. Yeah, we got to drop more content. So we want to bring you guys more value and we want to create more value. So we're going to drop the Patreon link tonight and like I, you know, if you want to search it, it's Clips and Drew. We got three different tiers. We're talking $5, $8, $10, $7. We lowered it by $7. One. Like 
We have a, a couple different benefits for every for every tier. We feel that our brand uh, can just grow bigger and bigger. And you guys are all part of our family, and we want you to be a part of it. You guys got to check out these tiers. We're gonna have the fan rant where you can literally be on our show. We want you to. <laughs> this is big. This is big. I'm excited about the fan rant. The, the fan rant is gonna be big, uh, but it, for all the like the actual details. Of every tier, like like Clip said, it's going to be at the five, it's going to be at the seven and the ten dollar levels. Uh, just go to the Patreon page, and it's spelled P A T R E O N. You can download the app, or you can go straight to the website, uh, which we are launching. Uh, and yes, that's that actually does bring up a, a secondary yeah. point. We actually are launching our website as well. Uh, you know, it's it's all all in due time, Man. But now is the time. Uh, so you can check out clipsanddrew.com. Uh, literally right now you can go there you can subscribe to our uh, uh email um newsletter that we're going to send out every please week. get on that um let us know that you're a fan let us know that you mess with us and that you that you love our show um for everybody I, that's on the fantasy league too our fantasy board's going to be up in there fantasy too. boards so you'll be able to see the live breakdown of who's doing well who's not and again that's clips and drew with the letter n.com the way that it's spelled on our instagram handle so the event was live i was very impressed. The turnout was awesome. The music yeah. was great. People, uh, the Hoopery showed up with some our custom Clips and Drew sweatshirts, with which a lot of people hit me up about. How do I get one of those? Hard to Guard was there. Silky Socks was there. Gold Net Basketball was there. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. When Drew and I drove home that night, I was telling him, like, yo, it feels so good to be appreciated for something that we spend a lot of time doing. I know you guys think that this is really easy and we just – you know, we just turn on microphones and talk and it's not like we spend time researching and coming up with cool ideas and engaging with people. We're not like Bill Simmons. We're not like Rosillo. We're not like Zach Lowe. We, we try to create a family with all you guys. Yeah. It's a community. It is. And we want to build with you and we want you guys to shine too. If you got something that you think needs to be said or need to be bought, or you want to say like, let us know. So this is what the Patreon this, we're going all in on this. All my my whole hand is on the table. My chips are in. I know your chips are in too, dude. And again, we just want to take over this podcast game and, and be different than everybody else. So speaking of that, Drew, the battle of fucking LA last night. NBA I haven't talked to back. I ha, the NBA season is back, y'all, and I haven't purposely talked to Drew about it. And Drew's been here for like an hour and a half. We didn't mention one thing about the game last night now we are on a group chat and we're going to get into the group chat about douchebag john and his ridiculous laker comments because i cannot wait i love john to, i love john too but fuck for just stop sometimes i need to stop the uncle rico um we got to break down the game first first and foremost the hype behind this game was ridiculous yep the the how methodical these brands like like New Balance and all these people were dropping these amazing gems of commercials, clippers, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Social media, like the videos that were just strategically waiting for like two hours before tip off, you know? And they were all gold. Yeah. Everything I saw was gold. Um Let's get into it though, Drew. What what did you think? I, I I have so much to say. I have notes from the game. Yeah. But I want to go from I'll let you I'll let you take the the ladder on this one because okay. you know it was Please let me because I'm ready it to was go. A, it was a clipper victory, right? So first and foremost, that's that's we'll just air that out. And I know that you're very Victorious. Very, 
You're very excited about I'm, that. I no. Yeah. But you're level-headed about it as well. But I know you're excited. It's okay for you to be excited about it. I'm going to tell you why. I'm um, so I'll just start from the top, mm-hmm. right? Uh, shout out to Laker Nation. We showed out. We 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 filled up that Staples Center. It was supposed to be a Clipper home game with a bunch of fans, um, and I love seeing that. That's that's part of why I love being a Laker fan is because we are everywhere. This is where it's Dime at. A dozen. A dime a dozen, you can call it that, but your fans didn't even purchase tickets for your own it's home It's not opener. even that. That's what it is. No, it's not. What is it then? This is what it is, dude. There is literally, I again, we are not oblivious to the fact that this is a Laker town. Okay. We are not oblivious to it. I didn't say that you for were. Every, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the people Where's that Clipper are listening. Where's Clipper Nation? Clipper Nation was there, okay? 50%. Lake, Laker Nation just, just put up the chip, the more <laughs> chips, I guess. For every one real Clipper fan, there's probably 50 Laker fans, okay? That's just basically how the how it goes. And 50 Laker fans. And out of those 50, there's like six that I'll, I, I would actually talk basketball with. And I, a lot of these people were there to just fucking be there. Sure. Um, a lot of people were there to hate they on were the Clippers. The, Oh, to hate. Yeah. No, for a hundred a hundred percent they yeah. were. Yeah. They were obnoxious and they were rude and they were disrespectful. And just like most Laker fans are, okay? Just yeah, just like most Clipper fans are also. We're not disrespectful. We're not disrespectful at all. I, not, I would say only that La- every fan base has a level okay. of disrespect. Okay, that I'll be fine with that. I I'll, I'll say this, Drew, yeah. and you're talking about Kawhi getting booed when he gets up there. I fucking loved it. I said as soon as I heard him get booed, I said, Oh, Please, Laker Nation, keep booing us. Yeah. Please throw the boos. Patrick Beverly loves to get booed. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard loves to get booed. These guys feed off of boos. Uh, they had a post game. Well, hold on. No. You, what's post game? Post game. I'm saying like I'm gonna say a quote from Lou Williams. Oh, okay. Because they asked Lou Williams about it. Post game. Sure. Uh, he was on the show with with Chuck and and Shaq and and EJ, <clears throat> and he's like, "Look, dude, we love this shit." We love being called the little brother, the JV team. We, you know, that's cool. I've, I've heard that my whole life, guys. This is why it's so funny, like, with the text messages I get, and I cannot wait to read the best Laker text I got from Douchebag John, oh, nice. uh, which is a good one. But <clears throat> I think the Clippers are the are the wrong team to boo, and I'm really glad they did. So to, to kind of set the stage for those that might not have caught it, it was pregame. Uh, most of you were probably still watching that, like, the end of regulation game between the Zionless Pelicans <laughs> – and the Toronto Raptors Great game. that went into overtime uh, was terrifying for me because I was I, in my new spot in San Diego. I don't know the channels that well. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not missing the tip of the Laker Clipper game. And I could give a shit about who wins this Toronto Pelicans game in overtime without Zion on the floor. Uh, shout out to Pascal Siakam, uh, who just looks, looks like a G. But also, like, I think you, you and I both know that Pelicans in Toronto are just going to have kind of a down year. Uh, uh, Zion needs to be on the floor for the Pelicans to do anything special. And Toronto, it's just about ramping back up to to gaining you know playoff positions. But what was happening once I turned once I did turn the channel because it was a Clipper home game for some reason it wasn't Pat Bev or Lou Will or anybody else that you guys sent out there. They got the fun court. guy up there. You got fun guy. You got yeah. Kawhi Leonard. You gave him the mic. You said walk out to center court and go say hello to all your brand new fans that that love hey, you. Hey hey hey! And he starts off with the with the Fat Albert. Yeah. And he gives him the hey, 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 and then he got booed by all the Laker fans Good. that were, were there because they want to support the Lakers and they want to shit on the Clippers, which is very, very much what most Laker fans like to do. I'll I, give you that. I'll give you that. That's fine. And it is what it is. Uh, but I want to start with the fact that we came out and Hot. we did silence whatever Clipper Nation fans was there because we came out ready to go. Uh, I For think, three minutes. You no, know, no. And this this is all a part of what I'm going to explain okay. is, is that start was exactly – 
the start that I was hoping for. For some reason, you guys started with Pat Bev on LeBron. Um, and the thing that, as a Laker fan, what, what you everyone should have noticed is that we absolutely started LeBron at the point guard last night. Now, he might not have been listed at point guard, but he was playing with Avery Bradley, Danny Green, himself, uh, Anthony Davis, and JaVale McGee, and he was bringing the ball up every time up the floor. So you had LeBron running point, and because of that, you had Pat Bev guarding him. Which might have happened either way because Pat Bev I think loves, he wanted him. He loves to send messages like that. Well, no, but he, Pat Bev plays the point guard and LeBron was playing the point guard. Right. It and would have I, been easy for him to guard Avery Bradley, though, is my point. I, and, and feeding off of the playoffs this past season with Pat Bev starting on, like, guarding Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. and shit and like that. Yeah. I think Pat Bev was the guy that was like, I'm, I, I want to take I'll LeBron. Take and it didn't, it didn't work out. No, I mean, it's never going to work out, right? Because LeBron was like, okay, well, just give me the ball in the post. And I'll just do my thing. And we got three buckets in a row. And then you guys switched it up a little bit. Um, this game was kind of a, hopefully, a false synopsis or a foreshadowing of what the Lakers season might actually be uh, for this entire year. If you break it down. Really promising start. Kind of shaky second quarter and middle. Uh, great third quarter. And then a real tough fourth quarter for, for me to tough, watch. Not a tough, like a non-existent a fourth really quarter. A really tough fourth quarter for me to watch. Uh, so the biggest takeaways for me as a Laker fan from my side, and then I'll let you go off. Okay. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA. He did whatever he won offensively out there, and there was no nobody was going to stop him. Uh, Anthony Davis is a force. He's in his prime. If we can get him the ball, uh, or not if, we need to figure out better ways to get him the ball. In, yep. in different positions, uh, because it's obvious uh, to me that LeBron and Anthony Davis are one and two for us. You know, in whatever order, I'm pretty sure it's Anthony Davis one, LeBron two at this point, based on last night. And then the rest of the the team that we have there is way below that skill set, mm -hmm. way below that level um, that we were all hoping for. Danny Green may have had the best game of this whole season last <laughs> the night. The first night. He might have. Yep. He, seven of nine from three. Yep. And he was literally the only reason that we were competitive uh, in that second half. And um, as far as like what I mean by foreshadowing, and I'm again, I'm hoping I'm wrong about this, but when it did come to a close game, we were down by 14 at one point in the third quarter. We came back, and I think we were actually in the lead. You went up one. Yeah, we were in the lead coming into the fourth. Um, and, and then LeBron... His shit hit the fan, bro. He he was turning the ball over. He missed layups. He he looked lackadaisical on defense. Uh, rebounding, the Lakers couldn't get a fucking rebound. Like it was everything that possibly could have gone wrong. Anthony Davis wasn't hitting any shots. He went eight for twenty one for the game. Uh, but like that fourth quarter is exactly what we can hope to avoid. But it's not gonna happen if it's Troy Daniels as the guy that we're expecting to hit a corner three and he goes over five. We need to change that roster up. Let Caruso in the game instead of Troy Daniels. He was hurt though. He wasn't playing last. Caruso night. was suited up all the way. Yeah, but he was he wasn't playing. He wasn't going to play no matter, that no matter what. He wasn't playing. Oh, that's right. It's like he has like it's a, a hip, hip, a yeah. pelvic. He wasn't playing. Like Rondo wasn't thing. playing. So I, <clears throat> without Kuzma, Rondo, and obviously Hair Jordan, we were at a, We were at a deficit. <laughs> the, but I will tell you right now, Kuzma was missed, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see what he's going to bring when he's healthy and what we look like then. Uh, but it's 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 a bad start uh, to to a season for us where we really should have won that game. I think if we were, no, if we were trying, there was no way. If we were trying to be the dominant force that we're presenting to the rest of the yes. league, you need to win that game against the Paul George less yes. Clipper team. Um, so congratulations and go ahead. Well, <clears throat> I have a lot to say, and I actually want to talk about the Lakers really quick. Sure. Number one, like as soon as, and mind you, I watched it by myself here. Like I like to watch most of my games. Yep. 
and the way it started, I was like, fuck, they're just too big. He's too we big. Are big. Anthony, well, we started Patrick Patterson yep. and Zubak. And I think we're going to see – I want to talk more about the Lakers, but I think we're going to see Clipper Nation that there's going to be a lot of times where Zubak's going to be pulled really quick. There's going to be games where he's going to have really good games, and there's going to be games where it's like – He had some key buckets in the yeah, second half. Yeah, he did in the second yeah, half. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick Patterson was too little, and too they, they recognized that. Immediately too small. Immediately, okay? And when Lou Will and, and, this is, okay. and Trez yes. came in the game, that was the game changer. That's what changes everything. Literally changed the game. And mind you, guys, let's not get our, 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 our nuts hard right now. It is game one, yes. Yeah. And, and Doc is going to be playing with lineups a lot. But f- first thing – they were too big. Soon as Trez and Lou Williams comes in, it's we're plus six, right? Yep. We they, we, cut, we catch up really quick. Uh, Lou brings this kind of calmness. I think Trez had like two and dunks Trez, as yes. soon as he came in the game. It he was had you know back to back. You know what the first play of the game was? The pick and roll. The pick and roll. Uh, uh, Lou will to Trez dunk. Pocket Second pass. play. Yeah. Dunk. Yep. Okay. Uh, they've been doing this all summer. Yep. People better catch on to that. I think that's what the Lakers are. If LeBron's going to run the point, there has to be more pick and roll for you guys. If he Between really wants LeBron, LeBron and, and AD, yeah, absolutely. Because look, uh, AD had 17 post ups. That's the most. Like uh, that's the most he's gotten in a long time, and he doesn't want. It. Unfortunately, AD playing the center, you're going to you're going to be he, fucking posting. But he's up. dominant in that position. He likes the ball there. But he doesn't. Okay, so he does like the ball there. Yeah. If you get it down low, it's hard to stop AD. We he's saw, very good at that. And let's let's both agree that there were so many fouls called wow. on both ends. So many fouls. And AD didn't hit free throws. Nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to the line nine times or nine ten times more more than that. I don't know. Um, I I I just think that. The defense of the Clippers is what's going to set off everything. The intensity that we bring. If you're not getting it from Patrick Beverly, you're getting it from Trez. If you're not getting it from Trez, you're getting it from Lou. If you're not getting it from Lou, you're getting it from Kawhi, who's the best, def- the best, the best def- two-way player on the planet, possibly that we might have ever seen. I think he's the best player he, on, in the world right and now. And you know what's crazy about Kawhi? And again, like I, I, it's surreal watching him play. But us both being basketball players, and Reggie said it a few times. But a, he doesn't waste any energy. He picks his pot. He picks He's his spots. Yeah, super efficient. Yeah, and uh, his balance, his balance on every one of the shots he takes. And there was there was three or four like uh, two dribbles to the right, pull up on AD, and AD wasn't close to hitting getting his jumper. You know what I mean? He's just that. He's that fucking good. Uh, his mid range is, is it's just daggers. Every time you think, I don't know how many threes he took. He had 30 points. I know that. Uh, 30 and 30 minutes. And I don't know how many threes that he took out of those because he was just getting whatever he wanted. He could get to the 15-foot mark, and he was just pulling up, and he was hitting every one of them. Maybe he missed the first one that he took, just getting kind of loose in the beginning of the game. I think he missed his first shot he did. in the mid-range area. But then the rest of those shots were just lights out. And, and like you said, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Danny Green, who played with him all year last year and defended him a shit ton, which I thought was a great ploy in us getting him. At least we have somebody that can kind of like know a little bit about his moves. Um, but it doesn't matter who's guarding him. He's hitting that shot, and he's fading away. And, and he, But it's just it's just beautiful, man. But it's, it's also everybody else, dog. Like Mo Harkless came into the game quick. Big. And got and got three buckets really quick, right? Def- our defense is where everything starts. Hands on every single ball. Everybody's talking. You know what I mean? Um, I th- do think you. I'll jump in to the to the idea about like the Zubat and Pat Patrick Patterson thing. I thought I thought that was a uh, Doc like trying to 
combat the Lakers lineup, and like that was the best he could do. Yeah, we with, need a big. With, yeah, it was the best he could do with with the roster that you have that's healthy right now. Uh, I think that might be an issue, you know, moving forward through the season is to trying to figure out uh, if if it is, you know, Paul George and Kawhi and Shamit and Patrick Beverly, who's going to be able to guard the four. It's Trez. We're but, seeing from Trez. But being Trez a... came in for Zub. Right. So my point is, again, if that's fine. But who's going to be guarding the four? How big is Patrick Patterson? Patrick Patterson is six, seven, six, eight. Cool. How big is Paul George? Six eight. Yeah, so that I mean that's basically. And how big's Anthony Davis? Six eleven. Six no. Ten? Real height. Real six, height ten? now. Okay, yeah, like six, legit six ten. I'm pretty sure he's like six ten and, and some change. So he's not. I don't think. I don't just mean us either. I mean because there's Philadelphia is huge. They year. are. Milwaukee's going to be big this yeah. year. Like there's a lot of teams out there that are that are making this push. Uh, to be a little bit bigger yeah. and still athletic. So I'm, I'm just saying that that's a point that, they that you have to address, you know, because you're, you're naturally smaller there. Of course, but they asked us this at our live show. I yeah. think Sam was the one that said. And the How way you I deal with the big. Yeah, the, but yeah. the way I'm looking at it, I'm taking hard over height. I'm taking sure. defensive schemes. I'm taking, let's, let we, you know, if, it, and yeah, Anthony Davis concerns me. Giannis concerns me. Embiid kind of concerns me. Because he, he's much bigger than Trez. But what I saw from Trez was the fact that he's down for whatever assignment he gets, yep. and he's going to bring it. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, I think the pro- I'm laughing because I was thinking about Dudley, and we're going to talk about Dudley for a minute. That's, that's the a issue with the Lakers us. is this. Yeah. You don't have – besides LeBron and Danny Green, who I in my notes I said probably had – Best Most game of the season. Of the season, yeah. the first night. Yeah. Okay. You, I don't see Danny Green getting seven threes in another game this year. It's possible. He goes and off every once could. in a while. He could. He could. He does. In his hist- in the history of Danny Green, he's gone off for these games. Facts. Like once every three years. Drew, or do you like know that that, that was the best Laker debut in the history of the Los Angeles Lakers? 28 points. More than Kareem, more than Magic, more than LeBron, more than anybody. Danny more Green. More than Jeremy Lin. More than Jeremy Lin. <laughs> more than Caruso. More, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that's, that's impressive. I'm not not a, I'm not surprised. And if by Danny that. Green, say Danny Green goes three for eight, you know what I mean? It's a blowout. Absolutely, it's, it's a blowout. And I, I got, I have to bring this up because you brought up earlier about LeBron and Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly's stat line, right, was two, six, two points, six assists, ten rebounds. Okay, Pat Bev got ten. Pat boards. Bev got ten, and he got like he got his tenth rebound. On a free throw where LeBron is the one boxing the him out quarter. in the fourth quarter, when the game was close. And then guess what? He get they get the ball, they they throw it into Trez. Dudley tries to take this bullshit fucking and charge one. and one, and that's the, these are the kind of things that don't show. Like somebody uh, uh, Instagram DM me like because uh, he's a gambler. Like, will Pat Bev have eight points tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. First of all, because I don't gamble and I don't care. That's and, a really good question. Yeah, will he have eight points? But hopefully I don't, the guy went under, <laughs> right? But I'll take the ten. And and it's the little things. He took a charge on Anthony Davis. He did that jump ball where it's like he wanted to jump with Anthony Davis. This is the this is the the energy that we're gonna bring all year and from top to bottom one to, and you can ask anybody in the uh, anybody in the NBA from 1 to 12 we are the best stacked i think the rotation is going to be different i think mo harkless is going to get a lot of more, a lot more starts patrick patterson is better coming off the bench mo harkless is great he is it's a really solid pickup and he and he and was, we were concerned about it a he little brought bit brought energy uh he's got length uh he's he's solid he's a really solid guy and and he's great he's going to be great for you guys there was season. there was a moment like 
when Le- Jermichael Green is also in the mix there he's too. He's great. He had, to, he had I was surprised that he didn't start. Because well, to me that would have been a more natural start than Patrick Patterson. I think I think with this season Doc's going to the the starting around. lineups is going to be just mess around a little so bit. So different. Yeah. I think Zubak will always start at the center whether he lasts 2 minutes or 8 minutes yeah. is a, is a different story but then there's Lou like every like we 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 talk about Kawhi and Paul and there was no Paul George. There is no Paul George. My concern for you and the Lakers is like let's let's get let's have the elephant in the room. VCP Dog. KCP. KCP. How do we say VCP? I don't know why you do. Vince Carter. That's what we were just talking about. It. 27 minutes, zero points, five fouls. So, yeah, I mean, the elephant in the room is that is that our roster isn't as good as we were hoping it to be, right? We we have we signed KCP for another year. Another one. We brought Avery Bradley on. We brought Troy Daniels on, and we brought Quinn Cook on. All four of them had terrible games. Avery Bradley would probably had the he, best game out of, out of all of them. Yeah, but it was still you know an average game. What do you have like eleven points? I mean, it's nothing nothing crazy. He had a couple big shots, and unfortunately for us, that means that we're playing fucking Jared Dudley. And Jared Dudley got like thirteen minutes. He had six points because he hit two big threes for us. Do you know what it was? You know what his plus minus was? N- minus twenty. I know exactly what it 20, was. Twenty, bro. 20. And it's hilarious watching him out there. And it's like, okay, so like, so when LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't in the game together, it's a significant drop off because the whole defense knows that's all they need to key in on. And when when LeBron is driving to the dish, and then like the whole team collapses, he's gonna have to kick it out to somebody. And pretty much every time he did it to anybody other than Danny Green and Jared Dudley, it was a fucking brick. Yep. And it wasn't even close. Like Quinn Cook, you suck. There was last a lot night. of air balls last Quinn night. Quinn Cook Could was you terrible that? last he night. He was. Troy Daniels was 0 for 5, and literally the only reason he's on the team is because we want him to hit open threes, catch and shoot threes. Quinn That's Cook too, though, reason. right? Absolutely. Right. Quinn Cook also needs to do that, and he was hesitant last night right. in something that I've never seen him do. I mean, all the games that he's played, big-time games, playoff games for the the Warriors never a hesitation. Maybe jitters. I would imagine that he's nervous because it's L.A. Mm-hmm. and he knew everyone in the world was watching that was watching that game last night. That cared about basketball, right? So, well, however many millions of people uh, that wanted to watch that were watching that game specifically for him, and he got in and he and he stunk up the place. It, there has to be uh, one of two things has to happen here. Uh, one, you need to double down on these guys and the coaches, and everybody needs to rally around these players and go like, look. I don't give a fuck what happened last night. I don't know what's going to happen next game, but you need to get in your own head and say that you're a confident shooter and shoot the ball like we know you can shoot, and they're going to pull out of this, and they're actually going to win us some games because our bench is what let us down by far. Uh, and and our bench is what? Your, your bench won the game. Obviously. And it, but it is, it's, it's kind of unfair to call them that, but I, I'll agree with that because Lou Will <laughs> and Trey come off the bench. It's fine. Uh, the second thing that could possibly happen if we're not going to double down is you got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them. It's going to limit. It's going to freeze LeBron because there's going to be these times when you have to have these guys out there and he's just going to eventually he's going to start taking jumpers um, or he's going to start trying to force shit or lobs to Dwight Howard, who actually looked pretty good. Dwight looked pretty. Decent. Oh, I want to talk about Dwight. I, I don't mind the way that he played last night at all. Did he lose? Did he lose like 50 pounds? Bro, we thought there it is, was 20 pounds. What? the? No, bro. He lost a, like a lot of weight. There is no girth to Dwight Howard. He's all skinny. now. OK, we, uh, we, like we were talking in the beginning of the show. Yeah. How uh, dunkers, right? Dwight Howard was yeah, eight, nine, eight, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's all NBA for six years in a row. He's all NBA, all NBA. Yeah, he was a, a fucking behemoth, bro. Dude, the broadest shoulders, the broadest shoulders I think I've ever seen. Okay, yeah. What the fuck? Maybe Shaq had broader shoulders. And honestly, I, 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 I'm not scared of Dwight Howard. I'm really not. I'm not scared of him. I don't think he's going to be an imposing guy. 
Here's um, what I'll say though: mm. is is he's accepting the role, yeah, and he seems to be taking it seriously. So like when we talked about like having him be on the Lakers roster, those are the two things that I wanted him to do. I wanted Try. Him, I wanted him to be humble, right, and not bitch about the fact that he's going to be backing up Javale McGee, mm. and I wanted his ass to fucking focus and do the work. And I'll tell you what. He did. I mean, he he was in foul trouble. He didn't look amazing. I'm not going to sit here and say he's he, he's back by any means necessary. I mean, he shit. He I don't even know if he can still dunk the ball. But he got blocked by Kawhi like just with a little tap on the ball. Like so he missed. Obviously, he's lost a little bit of strength because of yeah. all the muscle that he lost mm-hmm. and the, and just the, the sheer weight that he lost. Mm-hmm. But I will say, dude, I I think as a as a, a backup center, uh, he's very serviceable for for what we need out of him. I I I don't know, man. I'm I'm not I'm not too sold on him yet. There was a couple things. I, I, we're, and again, this is game hold one. On, but but you saying you're not too sold on him almost makes it sound like I am sold on him. What I'm telling you is that I am appreciating him as our backup center. Okay. And and what I mean by that is like literally he comes in. He played a lot of minutes last. Night. I think he played like 19 minutes. Um, but it, it it should be uh minutes at center should be Anthony Davis the majority, then Javale, and then Dwight. So if he does that and comes in for those. 10 uh, hopefully 10 to 15 minutes and performs the way that he did hustles plays hard defense tries to block shots and rebounds yeah that's all I'll you be, want I'll I'll get I'll I'll get that I get that okay you're not I'm, if Dwight Howard was your starting center that's when I would say that I'm not sold on right. him okay I'm with you on that uh d- I I felt that LeBron was trying to get Anthony Davis the ball way too much I thought that you know they tried i thought he was just being way too passive and lebron's been known for being 18 passive. points yeah 18 uh, points he had a good game like 18 not a lebron game not a lebron that game fourth quarter is about as bad as i've ever seen him play okay i'm with you on that and this is something it was terrible i ad and lebron combined for two points in the fourth quarter exactly two yeah. that is unacceptable if you're a laker fan if you're supposed to be the best player in the world which you're not you're not right now and you, you won't be. He wasn't the. He wasn't the. He wasn't. He was the third best player on the court when AD and 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 Kawhi are playing. Um, yeah. I, the thing. The thing that I didn't like is like LeBron saying that this isn't a rivalry. Guess what, LeBron? It is. It is a rivalry. You got Kawhi, who is your who is your nemesis now. You got a new dude in town that's playing in your fucking building, Laker Nation. You can say all you want if you if if if. If you don't think this is a rivalry, you're fucking kidding yourself. Because, we, yes, we are in the same building. Yes, you do have the banners. But that quote-unquote JV team down the fucking hallway is coming to bring it every single night. And our leader, our guy, is is coming at you and coming for LeBron. As much as we don't want to think Kawhi like, doesn't care about being the best player in the NBA, he does. He really f- and he actively chose not to play with LeBron. Yes, he actively chose yep. to go in into Los Angeles yep. to the opposing team that LeBron is playing for and join that team. Yep. So that whole idea, I think, definitely is very much ingrained. I think, I think Kawhi, with as quiet as he is, we know that he's ultra competitive. We know that like what he cares the most about is basketball and being good and winning and trying to win championships. That's what we know about Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Outside of that, we don't know a whole lot else. Nothing. But but the good news for the Clipper fans is that the, he's doing he can do whatever he wants. He he can defend anybody he wants. He can score on anybody he wants. And honestly, like you have to feel so secure. Like if if you're down five points and there's five minutes left. You got to be like, let's just get Kawhi the ball. He can go get us some buckets. Like it shouldn't be an issue. But I also feel that way about Lou Williams. I do. Oh, absolutely. I feel, I feel that way about the whole squad. Like you, and you have said this more than I have on the team. 
the 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 guys that are going to finish the game are Kawhi, Pat Bev, Trez, uh, Paul George, and you know probably Harkless or probably a, J- a Jamichael Green. Like well, Lou, J- Lou is the fifth in that one. Well, yeah, Lou. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. again, like I'm forgetting about players. <laughs> the different and, and and this is something I want to bring up with you and the Lakers. Like who else is besides LeBron? Who else is creating their own shot on your team? That's it. Like even da- yeah, because Danny Green doesn't really create his own so shot. This is where like what I was saying. Like w- you either have to rally around these guys. Make them feel better, allow them to perform better, take the pressure off, which is not going to be easy, uh, or trade them, which is not going to be easy because they're not very good. And there's no assets. We, you don't... We, we've given away all our draft picks, yeah. so it's not going to be easy to make a trade. Um, but the other third, the third thing, and the thing that should happen regardless of whether or not we keep those guys or whatever happens with the personnel, uh, our offense has to be addressed. And this is a problem that I think actually might be the biggest rooted problem for the entire season with the Lakers is the Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd dynamic. Yep. We knew it was going to be a problem for whatever reason, who, whoever was in charge of making this decision decided to force Frank to have Jason Kidd sit by his side and just look at him and wait for him to get fired. He acted and like the coach last he night. He was too, popping though. up off the Jason bench. Jason Kidd. He was yelling at players, yep. like, like telling them what to do. do you, can I ask you so a question really fast? I, I, let me get this out uh. first because the important, you can ask me a question, okay. but let me get this Thank out. Thank you. Uh, the important thing that I was trying to say is that the offense has to be changed. We have to have some sort of motion system. We have to be able to get the ball to Anthony Davis more frequently and easier as opposed to just being like, all right, go post up, you know, do the triangle thing, throw it over there and then get it into the, because it's just too easy for defenses to get set. And we don't have knockdown shooters in positions to knock down those cross court threes. So you got to get them in p- more pick and rolls. Like you said, is fine, but there's got to be some sort of motion to get the ball uh, out of LeBron and Anthony Davis's hands into someone else's hands, like Rondo, Rondo, like Rondo, yeah. uh, and then run plays for those two to get them in scoring positions. Get the ball out of LeBron's hands for setup, and get the ball into LeBron's hands for finishing or dishing and distributing for a bucket. And Rondo still can't shoot either. Rondo's not going to be able to shoot. No. We're going to have a really tough time shooting, shooting. threes and like we, we did last year. It's going to be terrible. What was your question? Well, no, well, uh, going off that though, like this is why we said all summer. Why isn't Jamal Crawford a Laker? Why isn't Kyle Court? Why aren't they going Anthony. for Kyle? Why aren't they going for Kyle Korver? Where is Carmelo Anthony? This is what they needed. I I felt even watching. I I tried to watch everything. Jimmer Fredette would have been yeah, better, right? Get out there than Troy shooter. Daniels. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I think that's going to be a major issue for you guys. And I think it's going to frustrate. We all know what Le, how LeBron acts when he. I, there was a time last night where it was like he was on the floor with. Uh, KCP and like fucking Troy, Troy Daniels. and Javelle and they're, you're just looking at it like, well, what the fuck are they going to do? Jared Dudley but was on the floor. I, uh, two things. One, LeBron looks. LeBron athletically looks really good. Like him going downhill is a is a problem. Like uh, this yeah, is he's still he's still he's, a force. He is still a, a major force. Yeah. Um, I just think he he reverted to to Anthony a lot, but um. I watched Frank Vogel on the bench, and I watched Frank Vogel in a couple interviews, like, you know, the sideline interviews. Yeah. And Vogel just kind of looked like I don't. I, I keep thinking like deer in headlights, bro. But I think there's so much going on in his head. Where wow, this this really tonight, this really is not it's working. A very high pressure situation uh, for anyone in any job to be the Lakers head coach mm-hmm. right now with essentially your heir to be. 
Like just waiting. Maybe this season. Just waiting. <laughs> waiting for you to lose five games in a row so that they fire you and I'm the head coach. Right. Like I hope, I really hope that's not what we're doing to Frank. Because mm-hmm. I like Frank. And guess what? He has a much better proven track record than Jason Kidd has ever done as a head coach. Yep. He's taken Paul George uh, to, to the Eastern Conference Finals with Indiana. And he went to Orlando, which is kind of a shit show. And I get why he was bounced out of there. There's not, not much you can do there. Uh, but I really hope we give this guy a shot. Uh, but it looks like to me that LeBron may have been the one that wants Jason Kidd in that second assisting role and, and that he's going to get his way um, by trying to make Frank Vogel get fired and then have Jason Kidd be his head coach. That's what I think is going to happen this season. I hope I'm wrong. I, I really like Frank, but I also will say this. If he doesn't figure this offense out and he doesn't help us produce and get wins, then he, what what can I say to help him? He's got to help himself. Agreed, but also your players got to hit shots, and you're going to have games like yeah. this. The Clippers will have game like games like this. All these teams are going to have games like this. I just think I expected more from LeBron. Like I, absolutely, this, this this was a very hyped game. This wasn't necessarily hyped by us. This was hyped by the whole NBA world. You know, this uh, there was a concert before the game. There was fireworks. There's all that bullshit, which you know I'm not a big fan Me of. Either. I'm not a big fan of all that. Like we just want to come and play. Play ball. Do you do you think Kawhi wanted to be the guy to go out there and talk on the microphone? Absolutely not. No, he did not. Absolutely Patrick not. Beverly, Lou Williams would have been, would have been way better Anybody to do that. Anybody else? Right. Zubas would have been. Better. But maybe we caught the vibe that like, yo, they're gonna boo us. And don't think for a second either. That Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, who've been there for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like, didn't say, "Hey, bro, we're about to get booed tonight." Let's let's. Imb-. Patrick Beverly just got fined twenty five thousand dollars for throwing the ball in the stands, and he did that on purpose. He did that to let him know, like, shut the, the fuck up. Game. I mean, uh, so I remember, like, the last the, the last last season. Um, I don't know if it was opening game or not, but I remember it like was Spitgate. The, it was the whole thing. I'm pretty sure it was opening. opening yeah, game Spitgate again. was opening night. It was Lakers home home court. Uh, and Pat Bev was just all about, all excited about getting into Lonzo's ass. He was in his ass. Loved it. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't get enough of it. And that's and and that's part of the reason I really actually appreciate Pat Bev. It's part of the reason that everyone that should appreciate Pat Bev, whether or not you like the man, you got to appreciate that. But um, I absolutely was expecting more from LeBron to go mm-hmm. on what you were saying. Eighteen points is terrible. His fourth quarter was terrible. Uh, he had nine. I think it was like so nine. So was Anthony's though, nine Drew. Re- I said the same. Okay. Eight for twenty-one is not a good performance, no. but at least he had twenty-five points. Yeah, got to uh, the line a lot. Yeah, and he was doing. He, he, I mean, he took twenty-one shots. LeBron did not take twenty shots. Mm-hmm. Like he, he had eighteen points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Amazing, right? Nine rebounds, eight assists is great. And I tell you what, if some of those guys actually hit some threes, it probably would have been like eighteen, nine, and like twelve. Uh, and then, and then we're in a really close game. Maybe the Lakers win that game. That being said, I need some aggression out of him. I need when we're down by four yeah. in the fourth quarter. I need you to stop passing the ball to Troy Daniels in the corner. I need you to take that shit to the rack and go to the free throw line, or at least dunk on somebody, or, or box out Pat Beverly on a free throw. Play some fucking defense. Yeah. Rebound the ball. Yep. Like all that shit is rearing its ugly head. I'm not. I'm not going to get overblown. I know my reactions throughout this has has been pretty negative, but that's the only takeaway I can have right now is negative. Because we didn't do what we supposed to do. It didn't feel like we gave everything we could. No. And it didn't feel like a performance that I was expecting out of this team with all this hype. I, now, I'm very hopeful that this shit's going to get straightened out. We have all these guys are NBA professionals. Very few of them are young. All of them are veterans. They should know how to handle their fucking business and get down to the brass tacks and figure this out. 
but I'm I'm nervous that that's not going to happen. And it wasn't like you were opening against Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? And this happened opening against, against Charlotte. the best defensive team in the nation, Facts. In, in the league. I can just guarantee you that our locker room with Doc, I, I can guarantee you before the game, the Clippers, the whole squad got together and said, "Yo, let's put our fucking let's put our foot to these dudes' throats. Let let's let them know whose house this is tonight." You know what I mean? And let's go out there and play the best game possible. And I just see the and Lakers it be- gradually, though. That's the thing is because it, it didn't happen like that. No. You guys did not come out and put our no, th- but th- I ex- it happened over the course of that second and third quarter. No, well, it happened in the, at the end of the first. I feel it, it, we came out stagnant. Yeah, and I got that, and I wasn't, I was, I was upset, but I wasn't pissed at all because I thought the first game jitters, whatever. It's a long fucking game. I just feel that I don't think the Lakers were in the locker room like, all right, let's show them who the fucking king is. LeBron wasn't like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay this shit down tonight. Don't worry, we got this shit. I, th- I I just feel like they need to step the intensity up a little bit. Um, I think we want to see the adjustments in game two when they Absolutely. play tomorrow night. Do you think, think that you need any any kind of adjustments? I mean, like other than like that weird starting lineup, like that you're going to toy with. Wh- was there anything that you would have changed from from what I saw? Uh, no, like uh, honestly, I was I was happy with everybody that played. Everybody contributed. Landry was. Uh, you know, Landry had a couple moments. He still had eight and like hit a couple big threes. He's the only one that I'm a little nervous about. Yeah, in the starting he's, lineup, he's not ready defensively. Well, they, no, not defensively. I'm with you, and yeah. I'm a big fan of Landry. But I think what he gives you on the on the on the offensive side, especially when Paul is back, uh, might be beneficial. The pressure is going to be a little lower. Yeah, um, and hopefully Landry will will uh, kind of. Uh, fit his way into that role where he doesn't like he's gonna have the wide open shots. I you just, know what I mean? I really think he missed an opportunity to to go with like the world for the FIBA for, for yeah. Team USA. Would have been a good time because I I mean I get it right. You don't want to get injured. You yeah. don't want to have anything. You know, it is a great should be a great season for him. Um, but if you're not gonna go to the worlds, uh, come back a little stronger. Well, again, and he didn't look any stronger than than the way that he left last season. Well, he had a really bad preseason. Yeah. He's not scared to take his shot. Like, there's nothing. No, no. His confidence isn't gone. I think it's going to take him a few games. I want to give Landry Shamit a few more games okay. until we put him, like, because this Terrence Mann kid, who they really like, uh, our rookie, like, he might be taking somebody's role. And it looks like Mar- Mo Harkless is trying to get a starting job. Uh, and, and Absolutely. Jam- and, again, we have all these players, Patrick Patterson, Mo Harkless, Jermichael Green. Like, there's all these guys that kind of play the same role. Um, and I think Doc's going to work around something. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody – if there's a different starting lineup tomorrow night against uh, Golden State. We play Golden State tomorrow night. Fun. Uh, and it will be fun. I am extremely excited. I was very happy for my squad. So don't get it twisted. I was screaming in my house. And, yes, <laughs> I loved to beat – I love to beat the Lakers yeah, last night. It was a tough loss for me to take. And and just seeing Kawhi and how great he is and just the fact that Paul George You're is sitting in for on a the great ride. Time. I hope Ralph Fuck. has league pass. Man. Or Ralph has something to watch uh, every game on. Big-ass TV and get his popcorns because he doesn't have to work during these games. No. I think, he, I think it actually is kind of nice. He gets gets to enjoy watching the Clippers. I hope he started and drinking. And it's going to be a great – yeah, maybe he started drinking. <laughs> I hope he started it's drinking. It's going to be a great season for him to enjoy. I also – and I told you this last night. I really – Hate the fucking Clipper black floor. I need. I need the them. To, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Why do we have a black fucking key? That is. I don't weird. like it at all. Yeah, it looks more like the Brooklyn Nets. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. And the Brooklyn Nets floor looks dope. Is you it guys, parquet? Do they do the no, parquet? No, it's like fucking gray, bro. 
The whole oh. thing is gray. It looks so sick. I want to read you guys the douchebag John Laker comment last <laughs> night because he was getting really salty. John, you know, I love you. I was calling him Uncle Rico all night because as soon as the Lakers started leaving, he started, of course, sending me uh, 16 championships. Blah, blah, the same shit that he I was posting what, what I TNT get it. was yeah, posting. Yeah, but he acting like I don't see it, right? It was funny, though. Was, TNT put you guys on blast. That's fine. <laughs> like, we don't know, bro. Like, we don't know. But guess what? It's a different time. Uh, he was just like, well, Kawhi's getting booted at a home game game whatever i'm just like yo i'm going to bed john what's the good night what's, what's the this is it this, uh after i said i'm going to bed guys good night clipper nation uh, about an hour later john says just for reference your largest lead in this game was still less than our lead in championships that is the most laker fucking text you will ever get like but listen let's break that down. i get it dude let's but like who down. says that the largest lead that you had in this game is still smaller than yeah. the amount of championships great. that we've won. Yeah, I get it, bro. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's great. It, 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 I that's just, pretty cool. Yeah, it's so cool, John. Keep sending those. I don't keep, mind that. Keep that saying. I know you don't. I don't mind I that. I just think it's hilarious. Hey, John. Hey, douchebag John, a.k.a. Uncle Rico. Hey, check this out, y'all. Uh, our website is launching. Yep. Our Patreon is launching. We are dropping a second podcast every single week that's load management load management this is going to be some new fire it's going to be complete not completely different but completely different it's going to have some different elements yes to it. and we want you guys in yo go to the patreon page clips and drew check it out support your boys this is what we want to do for our lives we want to bring you the best content possible uh we're going to take them out tonight with my boy lil tj Oh, Hold on. The that? album's kind of dope. TJ Ford? No, nah, Lil TJ. Not Lil. Well, TJ was Lil. TJ McConnell? No, 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 no. No. TJ Watson? No, just Lil TJ. Oh, it's Lil like T I J A Y. Lil oh, TJ. Oh, TJ. Hold on. This is my jam right now. Yo, right. it's the follow through with Clips and Drew. It's the NBA season, y'all. And we're Ghost. Yeah, I think it's time to shine. I've been waiting so long. Bros keep serving time. He's been gone for so long. And I promise I'm going to do this shit for just hold on Okay. Cheat up and get protein. I just hit it and dub it, no cuffin' or no gain.
for rapping with no chains. Where I come from, they told dang. Little niggas out bugging, they shooting with no aim. You ain't never put no pain. How the fuck you gon' tell your homie that's so lame? I don't ever say no names. So my goal is to get to the top of the whole game. I think it's time to shine. I've been waiting so long. Bros keep serving time. He been gone for so long. And I promise I'ma do this shit for us. Just hold on.